Welcome to the Own Your Life podcast, a podcast about owning our shit, turning struggles into strength, and rising up. I'm your hostess, Bree, and this is the place to be if you're tired of going through the motions, need some quick inspo, and are ready to live on purpose. Welcome back. I'm so excited you're here. It's been a minute, right? So I am enlightened. I feel like I have new eyes to see things and I'm excited to sit down with you today and continue to move forward on this journey of growth and self, right? Because that's all it's really about. If we're not growing and trying to be better than we were yesterday, then what are we really doing, right? That's my philosophy. So today I come with you, come to you with a big concept that just really resonated within me. I was doing a self-study, doing my homework and sitting down and really diving into this content from a mentor of mine. And one of her affirmations that I saved in my phone, I had to screenshot it and I knew I had to come talk to you about it, is the affirmation and concept of, I accept myself as I am and I allow myself to change as I go. What? Mind-blowing. It sounds so simple, right? But think about it. And really, let's just sit on those words for a minute. I accept myself as I am. So stop with the bullshit of why am I like this? Oh, why am I Why am I a cat lady? Why am I not married? Whatever. Things that get put into our brain on repeat over and over and over again, right? I accept myself as I am. Just sit there and maybe get a mirror, look at yourself and look in your own eyes and say that. Now, of course, there are layers and layers and layers that I'm in another course learning how to peel back and traumas that we can heal and just this baggage we can unpack. And so I want to give you the caveat. We're not going to, you know, just gloss right over it and like, oh, I accept myself. And no, just because I told myself that over and over again, 20 times a day for 30 days. Now I love myself. No, but we can start there. We can absolutely always shift out of this dialogue monologue <laughs> of bullshit talk. Stop it. Pay, start paying attention to the words that come out of your mouth. I hear people joke, and I've done it too, a lot, because it's kind of a defense mechanism. It's a displacement technique. Uh, I'm a hot mess. Whoa. Do you really believe that about yourself? Oh, no, I was just kidding. But were you? Because words are power. Words are so powerful. We know this in the context of speaking to other people. And when we say something really meaningful, they feel it. And they grasp onto that. When we say something really hurtful, that shit lasts forever, right? So we already know that words have immense power. So why? Riddle me this. Why would we joke in a negative way about ourselves? So I accept myself as I am and I allow myself to change as I go. That was the whoa factor for me because I've been so open about a lot of things in my life and hashtag no regrets. (laughs) I feel like that kind of transparency is what I was called to do. Some might think it's crazy. Some might think it's overshare some, whatever. It's not, it's not their journey. Right. And again, you can start that diet, that monologue. Why do I keep saying that? That monologue in yourself 
This is not their journey. This is my journey. I will only focus on my next best steps and everything else is just outside noise and outside chatter. And, you know, just really start to zone in on who you are, where you want to go, what is true for you, what means something to you. It's really about your alignment and your knowing, your sense of self, allowing yourself to grow and change. So there was a certain amount of fear for me around shifting out of things that I previously stated that I wanted. And I'm a very passionate person. (laughs) If you don't know much about me, you know at least that. Very passionate and very um, bold in what I have to say. And so with that comes a little bit of hesitation and fear and kind of shrinking back when I change my mind about something. So previously on this very podcast, I talked a lot about Jude's dad coming home from being incarcerated now for over a decade and how that was my deepest desire. I just really wanted to put our family together. It had never even been together. I went through my entire pregnancy by myself. And I talked so much about that. And that was exactly where I was in those moments. And there's no real animosity toward him. I just shifted and something just changed this summer. And I kind of remember the exact moment. And, you know, I've gone through these ebbs and flows of wanting a partner, wanting to wait, being okay with waiting, being resentful about waiting, being ultimately very lonely. And that goes back to that, like, why am I like this? And maybe trying to displace those feelings, like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need that, whatever. But then getting really real with myself, like, no, I really want a partner to share things with. I want somebody who gets me. I want the right partner. Don't get me wrong. I've never been uh, lately in my adult years, (laughs) late 20s and early 30s. I've not been afraid to say, you know what? This relationship was fun. It ran its course, though, and I'm kind of over it. So Godspeed. I wish you the best. Goodbye. Um, that's, That's how I've evolved. But getting really real with myself and saying, you know, I'm actually, I am lonely. I am, I am desiring this thing. And then opening myself up for that. And then, you know, there was this, this relationship that's evolved and it's been very fulfilling. So again, the ability to change and not confine yourself within this umbrella of should. I love this idea of you shouldn't should on yourself. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Oh, I should be so much further ahead in my life. I'm 35. Why am I not XYZ? Insert societal standard here. (laughs) Those things just carry weight and start opening the door for making us beat ourselves up about shit maybe we didn't even want to do. Shit we took a while to figure out. Think about this. If we fast-tracked through every big event in our life, we just got there, got there, got there. And I'm not saying those of you who have been married to your high school sweetheart or you knew exactly what you wanted to do and now you have an advanced degree in your field. I'm not I'm not um, dissing that at all. I felt so 90s saying this. I'm not at all judging that. I'm just saying each journey is our own. And don't don't give yourself this restriction of should, okay? 
when you're really moving into yourself, your calling, stepping into your power, things are going to flow. And you allow yourself to change and grow and some beautiful things start happening. That's called alignment. When you move into that space of knowing what you're called to do, having some courage and balls to go start doing that, and then just keep moving in this this sureness, this confidence of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And all that to say, I've allowed myself to change my mind about some things. And it's really shifted into new and wonderful things. I'm allowing myself to relax into new experiences and and those sorts of things. So in that regard, I also have gone through really very sober periods. And forgive me, I just feel like this is like a catch-up episode. There's just been so much. I mean, it's 2020. Come on. It's <laughs> It's been... Can anybody describe this year besides uh, dumpster fire, um, insert all poor coping mechanisms that I had at the beginning of the pandemic and you know, we just, we've all handled it differently. So I am on the other, I feel like the pendulum has swung and now I'm feeling really rejuvenated and excited and I have clarity and all of the sorts of stuff. So the, you know, the second kind of update, if you will, is that I, I was sober. Now I don't even know. I clung to those days like air in the beginning of 2017. I mean, I quit December 26th of 16. Big stuff happened. It was just earth shattering. Basically, it was like one of the, I mean, it was the worst Christmas of my life by my own actions. So, and I feel like I failed Jude and there's just a lot, there was a lot of guilt and shame around that. So all that to say, I think it was over a year and a half, approaching two years where I was sober and it was great. And it, I learned so much about myself and I really pushed through a lot of blocks and anxiety. Holy cow, the anxiety. And so I, you know, I made the choice. I was out with friends. I made the choice to have wine. And then again, learning more about myself. And um, over that, I've gone through very dry periods. And then I've gone through periods where I imbibe and allowing myself to be objective and really get clear on what is the risk of drinking, what is the benefit of drinking, and kind of checking that and keeping those balances. That's just where I am, where I am. So I've dubbed this term sober curious, (laughs) you know, like by curious, but sober curious. So I, I've just, you know, my relationship with alcohol has shifted. I allowed myself to change my mind. Now, some of you might be like, oh my God, like spoken like a true alcoholic. (laughs) And that's okay. That's, that's your judgment. Your opinion is your business. Your opinion of me is not my business. I'm just living my truth. (laughs) So we have, we always, always, always have the choice to choose again. Gabrielle Bernstein talks a lot about the choose again method, especially in relationship to the 
mood frequency, if you will. These really low vibes, these terrible moods that we can be in all the way up to, you know, bliss and complete joy and gratitude and those really high feeling energies. So the choose again, it sounds really simple. It takes a lot of work. I have shifted out of major anxiety in the past month, things that have set me off and triggered me by choosing to see things differently, by really leaning into the tools that I have available, the things that I've learned how to do on the spiritual journey, and just allowing myself to feel and saying, okay, I have two choices. I can continue staying stuck like this, or I can allow myself to change. And I think the more that we push ourselves to have a new perspective, to gain different tools, you know, if it's no longer working for you, that's okay. What worked for me last year isn't really working for me this year. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of stuffing feelings down, displacement, avoidance, judging as a result, because that's deflecting, you know, that's that's taking the focus off of me and my own shit, my own baggage I want to unpack and saying, whoa, not right now. And then I can look at others and just judge the same things that I see in them. <laughs> it's very oxymoronish, right? It's like, why, uh, what? Just deal with it, right? But in that moment, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to peel back these layers and really look at why things trigger me, where this trauma came from, how can I heal it? I just wasn't ready then. And then allowing myself to grow and change and change my perspective and change my approach and get new tools. What wasn't working for me before, I don't have to cling on to anymore, right? Just open your palm. I love this quote. You can't reach for tomorrow's blessings if you are still grasping yesterday's hurt. Maybe I'm quoting it wrong, but you get it. You, if you have today's garbage just stuck in your hand and you re, you refuse to open your palm and just bless and release or open your palm and start looking at the shit that you might be holding on to, you follow me? Then you can't, you can't elevate. You can't get better. You can't open yourself up to the blessings of tomorrow. It's, it's something that you have to come to terms with and also care about yourself enough to do that is what I really think. I think that self-respect and self-love have not been effectively taught to us. Also really being able to move through your feelings. How many of you were taught to get over it? Miranda Lambert even has a song called Mama's Broken Heart. It's like, you know, Society said, oh, you know, pick yourself up. It's, you know, get yourself together. She says, bite your lip and get a grip just to save a little face. And so society has expected us, especially as women, to deal with our feelings a certain way. If we show emotion, we're weak. We're just being a woman about it. And wow, so much stigma we have over that. If we don't allow ourselves to fully move through emotions, they get stuck in there. And then they affect us in ways that we might not even guess or know. So that I accept myself exactly as I am. I have done some work around healing your inner child. And if all of this sounds 
foreign or kooky to you, I just challenge you to consider these points of view. Google it. Start start reading things that explain it a little bit more because I promise you once you start digging in, this really becomes a journey of self-love and it becomes a journey of evolution and you can then elevate and get to your next level. You can really start to live fully and live on purpose, right? That's the whole freaking goal. Stop letting life happen to us and start stepping into our power and realizing our gifts and realizing our truths and thinking about how we want to affect the next generation, whether or not you're a parent. You know, you have, you probably have little people in your life and they're watching you, believe it or not. How do you want to impact them? What, what message do you want to impart on them? I'm not saying, you know, do this for the people, the little people in your life, not at all, but I'm saying what we do with ourselves and how we guide ourselves and how we carry ourselves and how we start stepping into our truth. That has a ripple effect. People notice it, whether they tell you or not, and you can really leave a mark on people positively. I recently asked on a social media platform, how have I positively impacted your life? And the answers were varied, but kind of the same. It really was the common theme of just living my truth. And that goes back to what I said in the beginning of this. I've just lived really transparently to some maybe foolishly, but I know that people need my story because I know that we have common experiences that link us together. No two are exactly the same, just as our thumbprints aren't exactly the same. We're going to have different things come out of it. But that's the beauty of having a community to help you see things maybe from a different angle, to know that you're not the only one that went through that thing, and to help each other get to the next level. Push the next button on the elevator. Like, okay, we conquered that. We're in this together, so to speak. Let's move on. Let's move up, right? So accepting yourself exactly as you are also includes accepting that in those moments you did what you thought was best. You did all you could do, you know, maybe in an emotional capacity, you, that's all you could give. And no matter what your best was at that time, it was your best, right? And if it wasn't, then forgiving yourself. Because Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better, right? When you know more about yourself, you can do better for yourself. So coming, coming forward, I think to end of the year, we're going to be talking a lot about healing old wounds. And I have a Heal Your Wounds roadmap, actually. I've had this for a long time. So this has been something that's spoken to me for a very long time. I come here today, though, with this new insight, this new concept, this deeper level of how to unpack that baggage. And I'm excited to share it with you as I keep growing and learning. I want to share with you these tools and these insights and ultimately help you unpack your baggage as well. So there's a course brewing within me. There are things that I'm excited to create for you and share with you. And I'm excited to keep forging this new path into enlightenment ultimately and helping you live on purpose. So expect to see opportunities for me to coach you coming up. Expect to see 
more unveiling of how you can step into your truth and really just continue on your own journey, accepting yourself in each stage. A great example also is maybe in health and fitness. You, if you're like me, you ate through half the pandemic. I ate a lot of Oreos. I should have bought stock in Oreos. <laughs> really, again, just displacing and, and shutting down. As a nurse, it was very, very intense. Um, constant updates, constant things to think about. Getting new PPE distributed, basically what felt like every day. Like, I don't know. Lots of shifting and changing in my career and at work, and that expended a lot of emotional energy. And so in that time, I will accept myself instead of completely beating myself up and now getting back into healthy routines and a consistent workout schedule. You know, it's easy to be like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Why? Why did I do that? I, oh, I'm so mad at myself. I'm so mad at myself. I should be so much further ahead right now. Uh, eh, eh, eh. Cut that out. Except that you did your best and now you're here and move on. A lot of things too that I think we don't think about is during those low points or those really intense growth periods, that has been given to us. Those trials have been given to us to find out what we're made of, find out what we really want. It's really nice to see. I mean, I've, I've heard one of my mentors say, getting fed up is kind of a good thing. When you're just at the brim and you're like, oh my God, something's got to change. This is, oh my gosh, this is driving me nuts. This is not working. Uh, for me, looking at my personal space and clutter and things that no longer bring me joy. It's so simple, but my microwave cart was annoying me. Where it is, it was kind of old and it was kind of wobbly. It was just pissing me off because I'm like, that's that's not the aesthetic that I'm going for. That's kind of not the standard that I'm willing to deal with anymore. I'm elevating a bunch of other areas in my life. No thanks. So I swapped it out and just that little thing, that little tweak to that space just is so much better. And so what I'm saying is I got so fed up with that stupid microwave cart and I got so fed up with that dumbass shoe rack that I hated and the shoes always fell off. I got a new shoe rack. I got a new microwave cart. I got into gear because it was irritating me to that level. So when we get fed up, it's kind of a good thing. It's kind of a catalyst for stepping into that next level. Does that make sense? I don't want to keep this long. I want to keep this brief. I want to invite you to the community on Facebook. It has not been named at this point, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be focused on releasing that emotional tension and anxiety. I'm 99% sure we're going to call it annihilating anxiety. And that will be formed by October 1st. I invite you to come into that community <clears throat> as that takes on its own life and we express different needs or you want me to riff on different things, I will. And I'm just looking to really solidify a safe space for all of us to vent. But at the same time, don't expect it to be a little bitching pool. That's not my jam. That's not my style. That's not my vibe. We will help 
equip each other with tools to move out of that and choose again and shift fast and keep elevating ourselves so that we can keep stepping into our power and really living our purpose, living our truth. So if you're interested in that, please, please reach out. I have um, Facebook, facebook.com slash Brie Kloss. I'm on Instagram at Jude's Mama Brie. I am on YouTube. I will have my my business email set back up, but those are the easiest ways to reach me right now. I'm here for you. I'm here with you. I really believe that collectively we can, by, by improving ourselves, we can raise the overall vibe of the earth. It might sound way far out to you. Just go with me here. As we all begin to shift and step into our power, like, okay, let's just one more little tangent here. <clears throat> what if more women created wealth. And of course, I'm pro woman getting shit done. All that aside, what if more of us created more beautiful things? We increased the amount of good things that are being put out. What would happen then? How much change could we affect if we all really stepped into our power? And I keep saying that, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Being... I mean, operating in your full potential. What if we all started doing that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what kind of products and services we would offer the world? Can you imagine the way we would shape young minds? Can you imagine what would start to happen and shift? Maybe in your hometown, maybe in your state, maybe in your region, maybe in your country. Just envision that for a little bit. But at the bottom of the day, I want you to look at yourself and say, self, did you do your best today? And if you did, be fucking proud of that. And if you didn't, set a little goal for tomorrow. Like me, make my bed. That's small. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole different topic, but just little things. Did you do your best? I mean, how you do one thing is how you do all things, right? Ooh, bitter pill to swallow. But we can always choose again. I love and accept myself for who I am and how I am right now and give myself the freedom to choose again. That's all I got for you today. I want you to get out there, live on purpose, do something nice for somebody. It'll benefit you and them, I promise. And let's just continue to elevate that vibe. For now, I love you. Goodbye. As Oprah says, your time is your most valuable resource. So thank you so much for listening. For more inspirational and empowering content like this, find me on Facebook, Instagram, and of course at BreeKloss.com. Live on purpose. And remember, the universe has your motherfucking back.